when I was a kid growing up in Philadelphia, I was a reptile weirdo. I had snakes and lizards as pets. And um, as an adult, I moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico, where I learned about this gentleman named Snake Man. And Snake Man is a rattlesnake wrangler. He brings rattlesnakes to movie sets, and they film it, and then he takes it home, and he kills it, and then he makes it into like hats and belts and boots, which he brings back to the movie set and sells to the actors and the directors. <laughs> so, so he sold hats and belts and boots to like all these celebrities who have made westerns in New Mexico. Uh, and when I learned about this guy, I was like, oh, I have to meet him. And a couple months after living in New Mexico, I went to a folk art exhibit and I saw this taxidermied rattlesnake behind glass and I see a business card next to it that says, courtesy of Snake Man. So I call the number immediately, and I hear, rattle, rattle. And I was like, oh, uh, Snake Man, you, you don't know me, uh, but I'm a big fan of your work. Um, I would love to come see how you do it. Can, we, can I come for a ride along? And he was like, no. <laughs> and so I was like, well, what if I like paid for gas and stayed out of your way and like drafted a liability waiver and signed it. And he was like, pay for gas and stay out of my way. And I was like, awesome, thank you. And so a couple days later he picks me up and he's in this old Ford Bronco and there are these stickers all over that say one fang and he's got all these snake decals and stuff. And he gets out of the Bronco and he's very tall and he's very old, he's in his like late 70s. And he's got a snake hat and snake cowboy boots and a revolver on his hip, and uh, we drive around New Mexico just look, looking for snakes on the road uh, for hours, and after several hours we find zero snakes, and so he's kind of embarrassed and like apologetic, he's like, you know, I do this for a living, and I was like, it's fine, thank you for taking me, and he was like, I can guarantee you a snake, and I was like, how can you do that? And he explains to me that uh, about 10 years earlier he had been at the snake den where he caught a snake, and he tripped and fell and the snake landed on his knee, and as it landed on him, it bit, but one fang went into his snake-proof chaps, and one fang went into his kneecap, so he thinks because of that he received half of the envenomation that you would ordinarily receive, and so he was able to survive and get to help, and he was like, so I haven't been to that den in like 10 years since I got bit, we'll go there. And I was like, <laughs> great. Um, so, uh, the next day he picks me up in his one fang bronco, and now the one fang makes, makes sense to me. And we drive way outside of town, we pull over on the side of the highway, hop a fence, and hike two miles into the desert, and we find this rock with a crack in it. And he points in the crack, and sure enough, there are like 12 rattlesnakes just like snuggling, just like hanging out in this den. And um, it's instantly like the best day of my life. And uh, Snake Man is like just starting work, so he gets his hooks and his tongs, and he's reaching into this crack and he gives me a tongue and he's like, get me a snake. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so I'm laying on the ground and we're both reaching and they're wild animals, they want nothing to do with us. And so after an hour or so, I'm dehydrated and I'm worried about this old man. Uh, and so I was like, let's call it, like, let's go home. And again, he's like embarrassed and apologetic and he's like, you know, I really thought we'd catch a snake. And I was like, I had the best day ever, let's go home. And so we're walking back to the car, and as we're walking, there's a rock that's about waist height on both of us, and there's a rattlesnake coiled on it, basking in the sun, and it's uh, about striking distance from either one of us and about like chest height when it springs up and notices us. So I instinctively freeze, because I've never been this close to a wild rattlesnake, 
Snake Man lunges for it with one of his like <laughs> tongs devices. And um, a couple things happen really fast. I didn't know this at the time, but Western Diamondback rattlesnakes strike at like 90 miles per hour. And 78-year-old American men don't. <laughs> and so he goes for it, and it goes for him. And he gets it, but he gets it kind of low in the body, and it wraps around and it bites him on the hand. And he didn't tell me this until later, but he had a heart condition. So he was on blood thinners, and Western Diamondback rattlesnake venom is a hemotoxin. It is a blood thinner. And so when he gets bit, he's a, he's a war veteran, so he stumbles backward and he goes, I'm hit. And, <laughs> and he falls over, and he's spurting like a cartoonish amount of blood. So I grab my cell phone, and I start dialing 911, and I tell him, I'm calling the cops. And he says, catch a snake. And, <laughs> and I was like, nah, we, we have to prioritize here. You're bleeding fast. And um, he yells at me, catch the fucking snake. And um, growing up in Philadelphia, the only people who have guns on them are cops and people who are robbing you. And either way, when they yell at you, you listen. So, so that part of me kicks in that I didn't know I had in me, where I was just like, okay. And so I grab his tongue and I catch the snake and I put it in his canvas bag and it's like freaking out in there. And then I call the police. And, I explained to them, hey, my friend's been bit. We're kind of far from the road and kind of far from the nearest hospital. Like, we need help. And I hear him talking to his deputy, and then he gets back on the phone with me, and he says, is this the same asshole that got bit in the same location, like, <laughs> 10 years ago? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Snake Man. <laughs> and uh, he's like, meet us at the road. And so we get back to the road, and Snake Man gets into the ambulance. And the sheriff refuses to come talk to me because he sees that I have a snake in a bag. <laughs> and um, the EMTs give me his gun and cell phone and car keys and say to meet him at the hospital. Uh, so I call his wife, and she doesn't hear rattle, rattle. So she's like, what happened? And I was like, what do you think happened? Your husband <laughs> hunts rattlesnakes for a living. Like, what could have happened tonight? Um, and so she meets at the hospital. I give her the keys and the gun and the cell phone and tell her there's like a live rattlesnake in the trunk of your car, just so you know. <laughs> and I go home uh, and a couple days go by and then one day I get a call and I hear rattle, rattle. And I was like, oh, you're alive. And he was like, yeah, they, they say I'm gonna keep my hand. And I was like, great. And they're like, the doctors say if I get bit like that again, uh, my heart can't take it, so I have to be really careful. I love the way you caught that snake. Do you want to be my apprentice? <laughs> and I was, <laughs> the kid in me was like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Finally. Uh, and the grown-up in me was like, you know, 50% of the time that we went out, somebody almost died. So I'm going to have to pass. But Snake Man and I are still friends to this day, and I look forward to his calls, because whenever he calls, I hear rattle, rattle. Thank you.